Hello DCC, my name is Jenna Gerklis and welcome to another episode of DCC Daily where we share stories and insights that keep you connected to the life of your church. So before I was the college women's discipleship director at DCC, believe it or not, I went to middle school. Shocking. I remember being in my middle school science class and getting called on during a discussion. In all my nervousness in that moment, I fully embodied a deer in the headlights. I remember a boy making fun of me for not answering quickly because I was so panicked and another boy looking at me and saying, don't you dare make fun of her. Just before he helped me get to the right answer, you know, my knight in shining armor. Did I fall in love with that boy for the day and text him on my flip phone right after to thank him? Who's to say that's not the point of this podcast? The point is, is that in that moment, what I experienced was having an intercessor because somebody had intervened in another's cause. So intercession or intercessory prayer is a very biblically founded concept in practice. We need look no further for the great example of intercession than Jesus in the gospel, right? And intercessory prayer is a specific type of prayer going on the behalf of another. So if we look to Romans 8, 26 to 34, we actually see how the Trinity is involved with this. We see the Holy Spirit groaning for us and Jesus interceding for us before God. And Jesus constantly interceded for others and prayed for them in his time on earth. But how are we involved in this? We're told repeatedly throughout scripture that we are to pray for others. 1 Timothy 2.1 tells us to pray for all people. Ephesians 6.19-20 communicates to tell us that we are to pray for those in spreading the gospel. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 states that we are to pray without ceasing. So much of scripture is indicative of the importance of praying for others. So why specifically should we intercede for others in prayer? I think there's many examples, but these are just a few. Maybe because somebody in our life isn't saved, as in they don't confess and believe that Jesus is Lord. Maybe they are complacently fighting their sin struggles. Maybe they've turned from God. The list goes on and on. We see an example of this in Exodus 32. So in Exodus 32, Moses conducts intercessory prayer to God on behalf of the people of Israel. Giving some backdrop as to why he's doing this, the people of Israel had been directly given a promise by God himself, yet in their impatience and pride, which we all have, they not only found but created their own God to worship. Moses, having witnessed this and being a member of the Israelites, pleaded with God to turn from his anger and not to bring the people to disaster. God's response to Moses' cry is seen in verse 14, which reads, Then the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened. Right, And this is right after Moses' prayer. So what can we take from Moses' example in praying for others as acting as an intercessor. A couple things come to mind. This is a very limited list, but um, the first being Moses came to God with trust in praying for the people of Israel and recognized God's promises. So in verse 13, he states the promises God made back to God. So he's showing trust in the faithfulness of God. 
Therefore, I would say when you pray for others in your life, always doing so with trust in God and in his promises. And if you're thinking, okay, but what even are God's promises? You need look no further genuinely than the scriptures. Um, the second thing I would say is never in this passage does Moses deny the people's sin in the matter, right? Um, Moses never really says, God, it's not that bad. It's not that bad that they replaced you. No, rather Moses prays, please don't let your fire burn against them. And I think collectively we can extract from this idea that we are never to attempt to justify sin in praying, um, but we are to ask God for his redemption. The third thing I would say is Moses never asked God to do anything that was not already planned by God. So Moses really isn't praying into his own will, but into God's will. 1 John 5.14 says, And this is the confidence that we have towards him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. I think prayer more fervently needs to be surrounded by God's will and praying that God's will ultimately is accomplished. There's so many questions that can come to mind about intercessory prayer. And honestly, this could be an hour long podcast on that. But one of the big ones I was thinking about is, okay, so why bother praying if God is already going to do what he wants anyways? And I would say, yes, but look at the example of Moses, right? Who's to say, and I would rather not find out what happens when we don't pray for others. Um, because we see that Moses did. And right after God hears him and, you know, walks the people through that. And I think it's important to remember, um, that it's not about, the outcome. It's about God's will being accomplished and his ways are higher than our ways. Um, I think a great way to start with this is even just journaling out um, your prayers before you pray them for others in your life. And I hope that for all of us, this is a catalyst to intercede on the behalf of others. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast at DCC Daily. Keep up with our church via our social media pages. You can follow us at DCC Tally on Instagram, our YouTube channel to access previous services and sermons. And we hope to see you on Sunday online or in person. Love y'all.